0: So, um, it's great for interviews, but it also works really well for solo um, when you just don't want to be wired to something.
1: Uh, so, this last week there were uh, a number of new road devices announced, and it got us to thinking about road products in general. And uh, I think we've all had some experience with them. So, uh, we thought we'd just have a little bit of an episode <laughs> talking about our experience with uh, road products and uh, the previous ones, but also what we're excited about in terms of the new ones just announced. So perhaps we can start off with uh, our experiences of the the current lineup of uh, products. So how about you, Dina? How have you been using uh, Rode products so far? And if so, how? And if not, why not?
0: (laughs) I've been using uh, the Rode Wireless Go 2 for, um, I guess it's been about a year and a half now. And I've got a kitchen stream, so I'm on the move, um, and yeah, I just I needed something so I could cook, have hands free, be able to move from the sink to the the stove to the counter, and the Rode Wireless Go has been fantastic for me. I also use it when I go to um, dog shows, and we do. Uh, interviews of, of various breeders who've been in the uh, in the game for a long time. So I, I kind of take it both ways, in the kitchen here and on the dog show, right?
1: That's, uh, that's cool. I think, you know, a lot of people think about the wireless devices as being something more for, you know, kind of when you're outside potentially and, uh, you know, doing things like the interviews and that. But uh, yeah, you've got a really great sort of studio setup for it as well, studio use case. Um, and I guess they're sort of thinking about that as well, with having the uh, wireless goes being able to prepare, uh, being able to pair with the uh, the Roadcaster as well for sort of in studio use. So that's uh, uh, that's a pretty pretty cool use case you've got there. And how do you find them in terms of, uh, you know, the the actual connectivity of them? And have you ever had any issues in in that respect with them when you've uh, when you've been using them in the in the studio in the kitchen?
0: I've had some issues, yes. Um, we went through a period where it sounded like like um, a mixtape, or not a mixtape, excuse me, like somebody was was, was sampling or something. We, it <laughs> would just, it, it, I'd get all jittery, and you'd hear the sound a few times, but um, basically I'd just reset everything, and we never really root-caused it. I didn't put a lot of energy into it, um, just moved on once it started working. I didn't mess with it again.
1: And how were you doing the, um, the other end of that? So where on the receiver, how was that connected into your computer? What sort of interface did you have to get from the, the receiver into your computer?
0: The receiver into the computer is Type-C into the receiver and then Type-C into my Mac.
1: And that's, that's just a live stream then, is it from the receiver that way?
0: Right, right. So it's here at the desk and then um, I'm wearing it with a lav plugged into it Right, right. Um, over there. Um, and then you can, I've also used it directly on the camera. Like when I'm out in the garden, sometimes I'll do it that way. Uh, when I'm, when I'm just recording something, I definitely use it connected to my phone a lot. So, um, there is a, what is that? T R S S T R R S. you know, you know which one, the two rings, right. uh, the two ring setup, um, and I actually like it quite a bit. I love the, the adaptability to be able to have somebody else on mic. Uh, I've had that here in the studio. And like I said, we do that at dog shows. So um, it's great for interviews, but it also works really well for solo um, when you just don't want to be wired to something. Or
2: can't be, in my case.
1: Mm-hmm. How about you, Michelle? What's your, uh, your experience with Road products so far?
2: Well, originally I had one of the little shotgun mics that went onto my original DSLR. So that was my introduction into the road, um, you know, atmosphere. And then I got an RCP-1, which I still have. Um, And I've loved it. It it does what it needs to do for me. Uh, Currently in my studio, I have... Uh, multiple mics set up. So depending on which seat I'm sitting at, if I'm sitting here at the main park, there's a mic here, there's a mic on the opposite side of this table, and they're all um, coming into my, uh, my RCP-1. Uh, I use my uh, touch pads on my RCP-1 for my background music. It's all loaded with all of my usual um, music beds that I kind of put behind my stream. Um, and... Um, and then just being able to like control the volumes and stuff like that with the, you know, with the triggers on there, I kind of really like, like that. That's pretty much the only thing that I have right now. However, however, um, I've been really, really looking at the new, um, wireless me and I'm thinking I might be adding that to my, repertoire because sometimes you know you think of stuff and you want to do stuff on the fly and sometimes the only thing you have is your phone but i do have a mobile setup for my phone but i don't want to have to take a big mic so um yeah i've I've been really buzzing with all of the new stuff that's coming out so trying to make sure that i can justify the gas that's about to happen
1: they're pretty, uh, pretty affordable, those, those ones are, not to uh, uh, <laughs> enable mm-hmm. you even more to, <laughs> to
2: enable a <the> gas. <laughs> right. but, uh, that yeah. part. That part. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I keep telling myself, oh, my goodness. So I'm getting my husband in on the whole thing, too. I'm like, oh, look at this. See, look, it's very reasonable. If you see it in the house, don't say anything because I didn't spend <laughs> that much money.
1: And how about you, Rob? How's, uh, how's your experience been so far?
3: Um, I started with a Rodecaster Pro 1. And uh, that had been beside me for, I guess, over a year. Um, And it worked really well. I liked it a lot. It probably was a little overkill initially for what I did. Um, I've taken that uh, down and I now have a portable kit uh, for podcasting that I've started to go out and either record for myself or record for others that's got the Roadcaster Pro 1 and then for... Rode pod mics and some other accessories. So that's in a case I can grab that and I can go. And I replaced the RCP1 next to me, which is on, an, I'm, I'm pointing over here for some reason that nobody can see, but I've got an RCP2 on an arm over here. Now, that said, uh, my, my use of the RCP1 was much more pleasurable than it is for the RCP2. There's just little quirks and, and, and problems with the RCP2 that I've been having um, that manifests itself in little gremlins. And I think part of it is I think it's because it's mounted on a, that's a mount and there's a screw in the back that has been problematic with the touchpads. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, if I keep, if I change over um to the sound pads to activate some of the sound pads without doing anything at all, the Roadcaster Pro 2 will start playing a sound. And that's a problem. And And what happened uh, in our last recording is that um, that happened where it switched on one of those robot voices that they have built in. And so when I recorded this, Last episode for us, uh, and we sent. Sa- I sent the file off to Rich, my whole audio was in robot voice. So I it's just it's probably the way I get it set up because you know the the difference between uh, the RCP one and the RCP two connecting connecting it in and setting it up interfacing with the Mac are you know pretty much at least for me two different things. It was a little bit more stressful to put, the RCP two in because of how it was set up and I, w- it wasn't working straight out of the box. And I think it pulled in Alec in. I might've pulled in uh, doc in to just kind of talk me through the short. Oh, that's what I did. Duh. I watched a Tom uh, video and, uh, and he, he talked me through one of the other problems with it too. So, you know, when you buy these things, they're fine. They're good. I have no, you know, I know that, Rode is a, a good brand, so I'm kind of hoping that if I loosen a screw and upgrade the software in, in the near future, that particular little gremlin will go away. So I'm, I, you know, I'm all for road products, but for right now, I was much more happy on the RCP1 for my studio than the RCP2.
1: I think one of the big differences between the two of them as well is that the... The the RCP two is doing a lot of stuff with basically onboard uh, software routing. So although it's a hardware device, there's still a lot going on in the sort of well the firmware really. Um, so like it's not as hardwired in terms of you know the Rodecaster one has got the dedicated channels that is you know audio is coming in here and it's going out there. Whereas you know I gather that uh, with the RCP two because you can switch all the audio routing round, mix, you know, change thing from one fader to another. Uh, there's a lot that's going on in basically code. So there's issues there. I had the same issue that you did with the smart pads, though. Uh, and for me, it's the uh, second one up on the uh, left-hand side of the, the bank of smart pads. When it was on a visa mount, um, at, at certain angles as well, it seemed. Uh, and for me, it was just happened to be the one that was pre-programmed with crickets. So occasionally the crickets had come on. So I, I actually just don't use that button now because of that. Because of that thing, so it is a bit weird. I guess it's something to do with um, not that it's excusable, but it's something to do with like the, I guess the screws in the back just making some connection between some contact or something like that. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I, I had That's the, the same, exact same, same problem.
3: Thing. I have. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you took the sound off of that button entirely. You just blanked it.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep better safe than cricket it's interesting (laughs) you guys are
2: having uh problems with uh with the with the uh mount because when i got my rcp1 i have it mounted with a visa mount uh, situation but uh it's on a it's on a uh i'm looking at it right now uh it's 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 on a i guess a, a laptop mount and you know, the laptop mount has the VESA mount behind it. So it's sitting on top of that. And it's been like that since I bought it. So I've, I've been able to do essentially what the the RCP2 can do, uh, you know, without having to have that backing underneath it. And so, you know what, I'm kind of glad that if I did do it, uh, if I if I did get a 2, I would have, you know, did it the same way because I kind of like the way it looks. However, um that was the reason why I decided to kind of wait because I kind of wanted to see what was going on with it first. Cause I remember when it, when it first came out, everybody was, everybody was selling their RCP ones. Like, like it was, you know, like hot crap on the street, you know? So, I, and I was like, nah, I'm going to wait and see how this looks. You know, see how this works and see what the, you know, what the glitches are. And then I started seeing all this stuff come in about, oh, this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Or I need to like, You know, figure out what's going on with it, and so I was like, "Yeah, mine works. my My RCP one works. I love it. I don't have any of those issues, and I'm not in a hurry to get a two. I might get that little small one though, the the new one that's coming out. The uh, you know, so I can (laughs) have with my little mobile setup. But you know, I don't. I'm not in a hurry to change to a two anytime soon.
1: And uh, and how about you, Rich? What's your experience been with uh, the, the Rodecaster, or indeed any other Rode devices? The only thing I have this road
4: is a uh, is a Roadcaster Pro One, and it's fine. It does exactly what I needed to do. Um, I was before I was on a Scarlet, I think, a little two or maybe a. I was also on a Behringer, some kind of four channel thing, and those were always I never could get them right. But this is this is lovely. I mean, it's it works like a champ. I never really I I would be interested in getting a, a, a two or even one of those duos, but I don't really have a need for it everything works fine the way it is. I just leave it set up all the time. It's on one of those little shelves, like Michelle was talking about, a little laptop shelf.
1: It works mm-hmm. great the way it is. And how about uh, how about you, Keeley?
5: Yeah, I'm probably the one person here that has no Rode products whatsoever right now. I did have a Rodecaster Pro 1 back in the day and went through the whole thing, setting it up and learning how to use XLR. And my main mic is is this Shure MB7, that has both the XLR and USB uh, outputs and you know switched to XLR and did the whole thing and used that for a few months and then realized I I don't I don't need all of this stuff and the sheer size of having the four XLR inputs into the roadcaster pro and and all the sound pads that I didn't use because I used them on my stream deck and 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 all that it just seemed so unnecessary as soon as I saw the Streamer X, though, that's when I started going, ooh, because it's small, it's cute, it's pretty, it, and it's not overkill. So I'm trying to decide what might be useful about that in my setup. And what I can see is the ability to use my MV7 through XLR and take advantage of the processing that it can do. So I might get better sound out of it than I do with the usb SureMotive uh software that i'm using right now but the one thing is the usb um is the the audio channel routing that you've been taking advantage of so much alec and so that's the one thing mm-hmm. that if i find out once it's released that it allows me to very easily channel my audio when i'm simultaneously on a youtube stream via ecamm and then in a discord voice channel that'll be worth the money for me right there. But that's the only thing that I can see that I would need it for is is just that. Everything else, Mm -hmm. I've got a great setup. Everything works. And yeah, it's, it's interesting how we were all brought into the creator world. We were birthed into this environment where we all had to like gas like crazy. And now we're all a little bit more, you know, set in our our processes and our ways and and although we kind of go woo as soon as something's released we also have the ability to measure against what we're actually producing and say eh, i don't actually need that so there you go that's that's where my thoughts are right now
1: it's funny when uh, michelle mentioned the uh, the on-camera mic i'd actually completely forgotten that that was the first road thing that i bought the road video mic go um, when I was trying to record videos and uh, that wasn't really a great mic to be using for that, but recording my uh, like course material for my my other stuff that I was doing before I got into uh, ecam and all of that kind of stuff. So actually my first road thing was a video mic go that is in a bag somewhere. I haven't used it for quite a while because I'm not going out anywhere. <laughs> um, but then uh, the, the same as you, Keely, I was with my uh, MV7 for you know, months really on my channel just using purely the uh, USB from the MV7 into my computer. I didn't see the need for a, uh, a Roadcaster for uh, you know f- for a long time. But it was really when the uh, the two came out with all of its audio routing um, that um, and the, the multiple USB channels with Mixed minus. Um, I wouldn't have a RODECaster one with just the single channel. Um, but for the um, for the, for the the two, being able to have those three separate channels, so I can have. Ecamm on one, Zoom on another, Discord on another or my live stream on another, whichever it is uh, that I'm doing at the time. Uh, Yeah, I really just love that. It feels like it was was built for something other than, you know, podcasting, which obviously the one was for originally, um, but also not just for streaming. So having those three channels was a a bit of a, a game changer, really. Um, so I really enjoyed using it. I'm not. A, I'm not a big user of the smart pads. I don't tend to have too many, uh, you know, sound effects or things like that. I guess I only really used it for my uh, my podcast intro music when I'm recording my live podcast to sort of fade that in and out, um, and then just uh, uh, usually strip that out and replace it if I do uh, the sort of edit down for for the YouTube version of it. So I don't tend to use that much, but it is all about the uh, the routing. Um, but that was really why I was so so surprised and excited about the new stuff because of the Rodecaster Duo, which um, somebody mentioned in the the comments of one of my other videos about it and said, "Why is it? Why have they dropped the Pro branding on that? Because essentially it is still a Rodecaster Pro. It's just only got two inputs." And I would kind of agree with that. Uh, the thing that makes the Rocaster Pro a Pro device is. Um, all of the routing, all of the advanced audio processing and all of that kind of stuff. So it almost feels like it's a Rodecaster Pro Duo, really, with just two inputs. And it almost feels like it's built for really my use case and the you know my, the, the clients that I tend to work with have generally got maybe one or two mics, um, but then want all of that audio routing stuff. So that is the thing that I'm sort of most uh, excited about out of all the, the new stuff that's come out, the little compact version of the uh, the Rodecaster. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to that one. Um, how about you, Dina? Though, what's uh, what have you made of the new announcements? And is there anything that is uh, of major interest to you out of all the new products?
0: I'm I'm good right now. Um, I forgot that I also have the the NTG mic um, that I take to dog shows <laughs> when I'm announcing dog shows. Um, and you know that's what I love about the the road products that I've got is I really don't need to upgrade yet. They they have a solid mm-hmm. base, and I haven't haven't seen the need. Uh, but if Rode is listening, I would really love a screw-on um, connection for the uh, lav on the wireless go, too. Mm-hmm. But I know you can't just change that now. Um, because one of the things that happens is I wear it in my pocket, and I'm moving around so much in the kitchen that that connection pops out um, quite often. So that is one thing that, that draws me to a deity sometimes is... Uh, you know, I need to, if I know I'm going to be moving a lot, I'll wear the Deity mic instead. Um, but I do prefer the road wireless
2: go-to.
1: And uh, and how about you, Michelle? I know you've mentioned a couple of the things, but is it is it the wireless me's that are the big uh, thing for you or are you looking at any of the other stuff as well?
2: The wireless me for sure. Um, two sets, one for my husband, one for me. Um, and then um, the, maybe the Streamer X because it's small, um, that and in compact that I could you know, if I wanted to uh, do something away from the studio, I'd have all the trappings of home, but I can take it with me. you know it, it, the the this footprint is kind of small, and i like I like that, um because it's so nice to be able to um I, I, to, you know, to be able to do what I need to do when I'm not here? Because, you know, sometimes inspiration hits and you never know when it hits. It usually hits me while I'm driving to work or when I'm someplace where I'm trapped and I can't go anywhere, but I always have my phone with me. So it's like, oh, wow. And I know the car is a really good place to record. So, um, you know, if I had all my all my stuff with me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm here for a minute. Let me go ahead and just get this thought out. Now it's recorded and it's recorded as though I were in my studio. I just happen to be in my car, but I'm in my studio. I have all the trappings of home. So, yeah, um, I'm looking I'm looking to do those two things.
1: Nice, nice. And how, how about you, Rob? Are you uh, taken by any of the new stuff?
2: To answer your question,
3: no, nothing really kind of caught my eye. Normally I drop from NAB and I would look at all the products and be really happy and, and whoever else I, I've got what I need right now. And so any, you know, gear acquisition syndrome I might have has, uh, I've been able to fight off for, for a while and I, I will continue to do so. I've just gotta, uh, you know, focus on learning the equipment that I have, and I have a few other road products. Uh, and, and I like them and I want to use them, but I don't have any desire to buy anything new. I, I've got what I need.
1: What about you, Rich?
4: Um, I would entertain a duo and I would entertain a wireless setup. However, that's just wishing. I don't really need either one of those.
1: Yeah. The, the, the duo, I mean, I've said it already, but it is, it is in a real sweet spot. I think for people who've got like want just one or two mics, but then still having right. all of that advanced audio routing. So if ever you need any. Uh, gas enablement (laughs) give me a shout well
4: it's just for the small Uh, space I've got a I keep wanting to set up a studio at home you guys know I'm at an office here and it's inconvenient to just plop down and record something because I have to get in the car and come up here so I would like to set up something there I've got a couple of extra ZV1s I've got you know I just it it would just be easy if I had a little audio thing over there to do it so I may do that or I may not we'll see (laughs) if I win a contest maybe not yeah that's a good
1: point
3: (laughs) Somebody giving away something. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, link, links in the description, of course. Oh, okay. um, uh, Keely, though the the Streamer X. I mean, you, you mentioned about that. One thing that we haven't sort of mentioned as well is the fact that that has got an HDMI input as well. Um, is that something that you would uh, you would use to sort of replace your your capture card as well? It's a nice little feature that it's got.
5: Yeah, that's the one thing that I I thought about, and again, it's sort of um, I'm really trying not to buy things that replicate or duplicate the functions that are already being served in my setup but you know I could sell that cam link uh, on to someone else that reduces the number of USB connections I have going in which could then extend the life of the current docs that I'm using because you know I have a MacBook Pro and I'm always trying not to add more things so that I'm filling up the, <laughs> the docs that I have and running out of space and and it's it's that eternal juggling act of of being able to add more functionality. So I do see that. But one of the the interesting things about when new products come out is that, um, like uh, I think Rich was saying about or Rob about learning how to use what you already have is that, you know, they talked about the 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 Rode PodMic USB being able to go directly into an iPhone. And it's I I don't remember what the acronym is, Alec. You probably know exactly what it is that says that it's made for iPhone and can pu- plug directly into an iPhone and be used uh, in its format. Well, I, I was like, huh, I wonder if the Sure MV7 can do that. And so I grabbed a dongle. You know, we've all got dongles coming out of our dongles here. And, and so I, I grabbed a dongle and, and used a USB-A to a USB-C connector and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, got my MV7 into my iPhone and it said, oh, you need the Shure Motive app on your iPhone in order to use this and I was like oh okay downloaded that and as I'm installing that it says oh if you want to record video you can so literally by seeing that there are these great features of another brand new microphone I uncovered features that I didn't know about in the existing technology I already have because I thought oh that might be a useful feature but I don't need to buy anything new in order to do that thing in my current setup so Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the neat and challenging thing, and maybe the anti gas. Maybe that's our um, that's the medication for gas. Is to actually look into the features, see what you already have, delve into the uh, the manual, and see whether you can do the same thing with what you already have.
1: I've used the MV7 on my phone as well, and I've got a video about it, of course. But it, it always feels, feels weird having a, a, a mic like that plugged into the the phone. It's kind of kind of odd. But yeah. that's a good point, though, about the the parity now between the uh, the MV7 and the the, the PodMic USB. Um, because when I was looking for my uh, the, this microphone, the MV7, um, I was looking for something that had the the dual uh, connections, and there was this one, there was uh, a, another couple of ones, but not the same sort of um, necessarily the same sort of size or, or type or anything like that, um, and so yeah, the, it was very limited in terms of the options that you've got for something that's got the dual connections so it is interesting to see the pod mic now has got the USB and XLR uh, and actually the price point is i think it's 199 versus the MV7 which is 249 Um, so it's interesting that they've brought it down to that level Um, and also you do get also all of the um, you know the onboard processing and stuff like that which by all accounts looks to be more full featured than the motive Um, not that I would necessarily swap this out because I'm really happy with the 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 shore so uh, that's not the the issue but it's just interesting to see that they've uh, they've now got a a really strong competitor and how that's going to work you know on from a price point point of view. It's also interesting that, um, you know, obviously now there's the HDMI into the Streamer X, it's kind of like Road dipping their toe into the video market. And I just wonder, um, you know, what more there is to come in that respect. You know, is there going to be further things down the line? um and it's also interesting that given that it is a device for um for streamers you know Streamer X and part of the thing of the HDMI input is that it's got a pass through so that if you are capturing your gameplay um then um you know you can have your your monitor cable coming into that and then passing through going out to your uh, your screen but then you're capturing the the video from that it's almost like why didn't they put an extra one you know one for camera and then one for the pass through given if that's the use case because uh, they're still going to require, you know, if they're using it for the gameplay, they're still going to require a separate uh, dongle for their uh, their camera potentially. So uh, it'd be interesting to see just where this goes in terms of, you know, what they what they build out, you know, in terms of video and uh, is ATEM and Black Magic going to have uh, another competitor on their hands as well?
5: I was thinking about how the pass through could be used for using Discord and you know streaming that out and 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 having dual. Uh, sort of video inputs and sharing that around that could be really really useful. So, it, if I can wrap my head around how that works, that might be the other reason that I would look at a Streamer X.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would totally use it for bringing in a separate separate computer.
2: As we bring up these use cases, you know, who knows? That might be something that you know comes down the pipe. So, you know, they listen to us and they do what. The consumers want, so who knows? We may have some other things to pick from in the future. Who knows?
1: Get those feature requests in. And who's excited about the bag, (laughs) The, the Roadcaster bag?
2: Oh my God, the bag is so cool.
4: From a merch perspective, that's the worst idea in the world, to put a big fat logo of something expensive on the outside of a bag. That is not a good move. It's smart. I mean, it's smart to brand with, but sit around the airport and somebody says, "Oh, he's got a seven hundred dollar piece of equipment in that bag." Let's knock him over the head and take it.
3: Well, it's 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 better than carrying around a bag with like a giant red whistle on it. I, you know, that's me though.
5: Hey, now, somebody might think Keeley's in that bag. Uh, In which case, everybody's gonna back away very slowly. Oh no, thank you.
1: So it's been uh, yeah really interesting week in terms of the announcements, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll be coming back with some feedback once uh, some of us actually get these things in our hand to uh, to try them out. But uh, yeah, I know that the Rodecaster is certainly a sort of uh, a mainstay of a lot of uh, people in the, uh, the the community. So I'm I'm really pleased to see that there is a lot of development going on with it, and there's uh, new products coming out from Rode. So until the next time, <laughs> keep creating.
3: Thanks for hopping on to our creators pod. If you enjoyed it, we'd love if you would subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about it. Seriously, tell a friend. Check out the video version of our podcast on our YouTube channel, The Creators Pod. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media. Alec Johnson, Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, and me, Rob Walls. Thanks.
5: Keep it classy, Creators Pod. Keep it classy.